tuned in to Mad Talk with your host, Craig Maddox. Two-time MLB All-Star, hitting champ in the National League, Silver Slugger, and most recently, Hutch Reward award winner right yes sir that's a big time i mean i was i was researching it i was looking into it there's like Bro, 11, crazy. 11 hall of famers yeah Mickey mantle sandy koufax Willie yeah. cargill like that's a pretty elite, that's a pretty elite list i mean i'll take it <laughs> i'll take it man how you been uh hey man i'm I'm good. I can't, I can't complain. You know, uh, I think you can understand that having, having a daughter during this time is, uh, it's a, it's a blessing to be, uh, to be home during this time, right. you know, as much as we'd like to be a part of baseball, right. You know, to have it those, is. It is. Family have those first, moments, man. man, have those moments is awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> that's good, man. Well, I want to kind of jump into it, um, you know, at, with Prospect Dugout, we reach a lot of young dudes, and I thought right. bringing you on, that's why I reached out to you, bringing you on, you just, you got a unique story from back when we, we were teammates in college, yeah. um, but yeah. you got a unique story, and I mean, you, you've done uh, some amazing things in your career, man, and, uh, you know, um, Knowing you for as long as I have, man, I'm proud of you for sure. I appreciate you, bro. You remember, I used to be rolling with you every day in college. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Right, walking in your uh, room so you can order me a pizza on your laptop because I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, those were good times, man. I remember, uh, um, I remember just like having to, uh, having to go make sure that you weren't hurting yourself dunking on people in the intramural gym. Hey, people don't know how fire I am at basketball. <laughs> like, like, for real. Like, you remember y'all came because I was telling y'all, like, y'all was here in the whole school. Like, the first, like, two days of school. Y'all like, y'all did this baseball player dunking on everybody, dunking on the basketball players. I dunked on the seven-foot dude, like, three times. Like, I just kept dunking. He just kept trying to get it the way, and I kept dunking on this man. Like, people, people. That's it, understand. man. I'm telling yeah. you, hey, don't sleep on D. He could have he could have probably started at Southeastern University's basketball team, and I think they probably, actually wanted you to play. Probably. <laughs> I was going to Louisville to play basketball. Those dudes were terrible. <laughs> Like, I would have, man, I would have scored more points in the hot, in that league than I scored in high school. I swear you would have been all conference. I would have been trying to get drafted out of there, man. That junk was easy. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let, let's get into a few of these questions, man, that, that I got for you. I think you're going to have some good insight for all right. some young guys out there. Um, your game's always been speed. Yeah. Right. And I think I remember the one of the first times I ever saw you play at the professional level was one of your first uh, major league camps with the Dodgers. And I was out in Arizona, came to a game. You got a base knock. You got into the game, got a base knock and you got on base. And, you know, 
the only thing I used to remember was you back in college and right. for people that, that don't know our history. So D hit D hit two and I hit three and it was, you know, D would get on base and I just took the first pitch every time. So D was still second. And then <laughs> all I had to do was get a base hit and he was getting me an RVI. He was scoring. A yes. Run. Yes. So speed's always been a part of your game, but what I saw, in that moment when you got on base, and I think you went either the first or second pitch, it was just a, such a different look with your speed. So I kind of want you to talk about how your speed has developed. So speed is one thing, but knowing how to steal bases is a totally different ball game. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, if you, want, if you could just touch on that. So, like, so for myself, it's like uh, I was working out with a guy. I've been working out with a guy who plays football, stupid 4-2-40 guy, like stupid fast. And he does like a lot of missteps, like a lot of extra steps because he's fast. So I always preach to him that I don't never want to have to run my fastest. That's why like like, like sometimes I, I can hurt myself on the stat cast stuff because I don't never get to top speed because of the jumps I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Back then, it was just me running. Now, it's like I never really have to use it. Like, you know what I'm saying? If there's a bag where I have to use it, I might have – I'm more than likely going to be out because I had a terrible jump. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, right. for myself, I try not to have – and you've seen me try to run full speed and miss bases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty much impossible for me to run full speed and – tag a base or stay on the base so I have to know that that's how I get to be safe more often so that's that's like part of like the learning curve for me was not just I can't go full board be like gone because I'm not going to be able to get to the next base we we don't play a straight on sport we we got to cut corners to the left so I just got to make sure I maintain that now I think that's what you saw Mm -hmm. I think you didn't see me using like just straight on just bad jump running as fast as I can you know you was watching me get a good jump good read and honestly don't even look like I'm running all that fast because I'm safe like there's no reason to go past the base you know what I'm saying and I did that a few times early on in my career yeah for sure it was I I think it kind of made me appreciate how fast you were because it just looked like you had cleaned up a lot of yeah. those missteps where right. in college when we were playing, you know, you just got away with just being fast. Right. I was just, that's when I was using the six one sixties. That's when I was using that speed. Now it's like, bam, 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 bam. I only get nine steps to, to second after I get my lead off. I only get nine. So they gotta be, they gotta be good. Bam, 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 slide. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, I know that about myself, so I I can't kick up. You know me. If I'm running my fastest, you see me running 60. If I'm running my fastest, everything is lean back and my form is perfect. I got to stay kind of like lean forward, you know, because I got to go down soon. For sure. Yeah, and nobody was, nobody was beating my man D back in the day, and I don't think anybody would be beating him nowadays either. <laughs> I, I would love – if we could play, if we could run just straight in baseball, ain't nobody beating me. I got to make – my first week in pro ball, bro, first, first, uh, I thought it was going to be my first hit, hit a ball in the gap. Bam. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my first pro hit. I'm like, oh, they didn't catch it. 
oh, I'm finna show everybody because it's crowds now. This is a real stadium. I'm like, oh, I'm finna show everybody in here how fast I am. And in Maddox, I'm gone. Bam, bam, get the third. Yeah, stand up. Yeah. Coach looked back at me and he ain't give me no handshake. And I'm like, what? What's up? Like, he said, son, did you touch either base? <laughs> I said, nah, I don't think I did. I said, but did I look fast? He said, you were flying. But uh, you got base running tomorrow at 12 o'clock. And I had base running for like six months straight. I was like, no more base running for me. I'm not going to this class. No, no more base running. No inch, all inch strokes waking up at eight o'clock. I mean, being at the field at eight o'clock doing base running. I'm not doing that. I'm not stretching at 7.45 to run bases ever again. Nope, not doing that. So, so you, 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 learned real, you learned real quick how to hone that skill. And Yes, and yes. The Dodgers, man, uh, they, they honed some stuff in us as minor leaguers there. That's why, you know, they had these guys coming up, rookie of the years, mm-hmm. Seager got, you know, you got Belly, you got Seeds, you know, these got Kirsch, you got these. They literally breed us different, man. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know about now. I don't know what they got going on now. I ain't done now. I'm talking about when I was there. The guys, when I was there, like the jocks, like, you know, all these guys, you know, when I was there, they all-stars, MVPs. It's pretty cool, man. You know, that regime we had, they did a pretty good job of teaching us, like, it's being in it, but you appreciate it now. Yeah, the reward, man. You know, just you, looking at your career, just specifically, you know, yeah. they they gave you the tools. But at the same time, I think what, you know, a lot of people that are going to listen to this can take away from it is you had all the tools and they gave you ways to hone those tools. But it was still on you to, right. you know, take that. Right and and utilize that information because yeah. you could have been like hey man i'm d gordon i'm the fastest dude you've ever seen like, right i'll figure it out but you took that on and said okay well i'm gonna respect what these guys are saying and i'm not gonna say you know, i'm gonna be honest like you don't respect i'm a man just like everybody else i didn't respect everything they said mm-hmm. like you know 2013 a high, I'm not going to say no names, but a higher up in the organization literally told me, like, you're just fast. We could DFA you right now and nobody will pick you up. And this, my response to him was, do it. I'll show you do it. You know what I'm saying? The next year they put me through, like, the minors and all that. But when I went down, and like you said, I could have just been I'm the fastest guy, which was cool at the time. But – I went down in 2013 and I told Franklin Stubbs and Dean Clines that teach me how to hit. So when I go back up here, cause I'm going back, I ain't never coming back down again. And we started working and bro, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like people was getting called up in front of me. I was hitting 390 when I came back. I went down to 260 learning to hone my own skills to be able to teach myself that if anything happens at the next level, I can teach myself. That's why I get in trouble so much for playing hurt because I know myself that I can compete even when I'm hurt. You know what I'm saying? And so I went down with those guys, man, and they just got me right. I came back, hit 350 from the time I went back and on, and I haven't been back since. You know what I'm saying? And that's that was one of the biggest things for me, like really listening to them about hitting because 
in the game, you'll have a different hitting coach every year. You know what I'm saying? And you can't rely on one guy. You know, like as much as we love Frank Minichino with the Marlins, he's not our hitting coach anymore. You know what I'm saying? Me, Yelly, Giancarlo, oh, he knows all us, like, like the back of his hand, like, you know what I'm saying? And he can't even coach us no more. So you you got to be able to do it yourself. You got to take what you can get from others and be able to do it yourself. And I think a lot of kids can't do that. You know, a lot of kids need a coach to tell them exactly what to do or their dad to tell them exactly what to do. I learned how to hit by watching TV, watching these dudes hit in front of me. And I just went outside and mimicked what I saw. That's why people are like, oh, you did the grippy thing on that one homer. I practiced that. You've seen me do that at, in, in freaking inner squads on people. Like, <laughs> that's, what it, that's like a part of me because you practice it. You can't be good at something if you don't practice it. You know right. what I'm saying? For sure. You know, you can't, there's no way you're going to be the best at something if you don't put in the time for it. And people think putting in the time is giving the coach a hundred dollars a session and tell little Jimmy how to get his launch angle right because he's 12 and he needs to hit it just as far as the other 12 year olds. You know what I'm saying? But right. then Jimmy going to get in pro ball and if the team don't see that concept, he in trouble. Right. Exactly. He's not his he's not his own hitter. He doesn't know how to make his own adjustments. And that kind of parlays into the, the next question I have that because I think you're you're like a very unique case where it comes to um you know you, you definitely got some thump in that bat, right? I've seen yeah. I've seen plenty of highlights and it, but you've done so well in throughout your minor league career too. I mean, I think people need to understand this because sometimes they don't go back and look like you raked throughout the minor yes. leagues, like raked right. and, and not, and I see so many young guys that have not six, one speed, but let's, let's say six, three, you know, six, four good speed that right. don't utilize it when it comes to their hitting. Everybody wants right. to hit the home runs. So can you talk a little bit about that process of just, kind of embracing your skill set and really making it work for you to make you a long-term because there's not a lot of long-term big league guys like yourself that survive hitting, you know, five, six home runs a year. Like you, right. you like you're a different in a different category than most. Right. Uh, man, it, it comes down to, uh, the winter of 2013, same year, you know, uh, just was in the playoffs. I was practicing center field. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's crazy. They had me playing a little second. I'm like, okay. My agent told me to play second, so I listened to him on that. But then I ended up going to Dominican. Right before the play, right during the playoffs, uh, they said they were signing this, this kid to $30 million. And I was like, what? I was like, man, let me see him at least. I need to know who we signed up for this 30 million. You know what I'm saying? And he goes, okay, I'll show it to you. They show me the video. It's three swings and one ground ball, but he hit three homers. So I was like, oh, so that's what they want. Okay, cool. So I came home with Barry Larkin and we literally worked on me hitting bombs. Came back to spring, first pitch I saw in the inner squad in 14. It was like the third day of spring because we had to go quicker. We we're going to Australia. Mm -hmm. So I'm leading off the game. 1 0 fastball, Ryu, boom, home run. Like, I'm like, this is what they want. We're in bad practice. 
I ain't hitting no balls in love. I'm just hitting all home runs. Everybody like, whoa, G got power. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, this is what y'all want. Y'all signing people for $30 million mm-hmm. off of three swings. I guess I might as well hit all homers. So I, Franklin Stubbs and Gene Klein's were like not in major league camp, but they were there to mentor, mediate me, right? And so one day they pulled me aside and said, hey, we ain't seen you hit one ball the other way. I said, Stubb, Gina, what y'all want me to do? And Davey Lopes was there and Maury Wills. And I was like, what do y'all want me to do? They signing people off of YouTube, like, to start. Like, and I'm right here. I could play that position. I could play second base. I could play shortstop if somebody would just teach me the, what I need, what I'm asking for. It's like, no, man, come on. We need to show you something. So they went and showed – they went and put – Stood me at third base where the third baseman would stand on me. And I was like, yeah, what? Man, I don't care about hitting it over there. I'm just going to pull home. That's it. I'm just going to try to hit home. And it's like, no, look. I was like, listen, he's too close. I don't want to bunt. He's too close. It's like, you can hit past him. And I was like, no, I can't. So they put in the screen there. We start trying. And I start doing it. And I was like, they'll throw it out. And I was like, forget it. Hit a home run. It's like, stop. <laughs> 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 so I they started making me do this target practice like little minute hit it right here hit it this way and I started doing it and then my bunt game started opening up because third basemen were scared like can I come in can I not come in you know what I'm saying and that's that's the game that's what I want I don't care about really nobody else on the field. I only really care about the third baseman just that's it you know what I'm saying and the reason I stayed that way is literally if I go to start hitting home runs I I might hit 250 and that does nothing for me like I've seen that fast guy hit 250 with a 318 on base like still 25 and you like next thing you know he's gone yeah, so he's on a new team every year. Yeah, he's he's always gone. So I'm just like, well, if I'm going to sacrifice the homers because I could get on base 200 hits, 60 stolen bases. Like, you understand the last few stolen base champs only stole 40. Like, oh, no doubt about it, my like friend. Like, 40-something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like you got to give – because my game ain't for me to the, the drive and runs. Like, my game is to get on, piss the pitcher off, piss off the defense, get the second, damn it, he at second. Uh-oh, now I ain't really worried. I ain't really worried about the about him. Oh, he ran. Oh, God, I can't bounce this ball now to this guy. Bam, now we got to run. You see what I'm saying? Like, my game is to set up the guy behind me. I'm not the focal point of the offense. I'm just the one that just start just to get this – get it cracking. Like, that's it. Just get sure. it cracking. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, knowing that a pitcher would take a solo home run any day. If I'm hitting 250 trying to hit homers, it'll take my solo home run and then just be nasty to the guys behind me. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, you're or, setting up the guys behind you right. by having two, him focus. Runs. Right, yes. exactly. That, that gives us two, three runs to end in instead of the one run. That's why our offense in Miami is so so spectacular. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I had 200 hits. That's like my guy behind me hit 59 homers. It's like if you go look at the clips, it's about 30 of them. You see me running or something crazy. Right. Like, yeah. No, I can I can relate. I mean, we were we were we were two and three in college, and it was <laughs> it was it was easy. You people know? don't even understand. Like in college, I had 51 RBIs in 40 games or something stupid. Like I always have hit. Like I could hit before I could yeah. feel. <laughs> no, yeah, you were de- like definitely the the bat was always there for you. Yeah, it was, it was always always there. You could always hit. You always had a knack for getting on base, and I think guys just in general, like you're either a baseball player that has a knack to do those things or you don't and you really got to work hard but right. it always seemed like in, in you know t- your speed played a lot in that game because right. you're making you make the infield rush because right. you know your routine ground ball ain't a routine ground ball with the with right. D gordon run down the bases right and then you open up other things because now that outfield Maybe they're playing a couple steps in if you're on second base because they got to come up hosing. So the guys who are hitting behind you, it opens up the field for them. So exactly. it's awesome that, you know, I think guys can really take a lot out of that, mm-hmm. uh, what you've done and been extremely successful doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Real quick, man, like I, I – I want to get to some fan, like some fan questions that we had to kind of get to know the D Gordon himself. So I got like four or five, like four questions here. Um, So what's your favorite MLB city besides Seattle? Cause we're going to take Seattle off the table because I, you know, if you got to go on the road, where's your favorite? My favorite on the road. See, it's crazy. My, People might be mad at me for this. But I, like <laughs> I know I'm throwing you. I'm throwing you out there right now. Uh, cities don't matter to me. Like the ballpark, I don't care about that. What kind of food you got? Where am I going to eat? Yes. And do you have thick sneaker shoe stores for me to go to? Like <laughs> to get like there shoes nobody got. And the place that gives me both. I don't want to be. Clean. I'm gonna say I'm gonna just go with I'm gonna go with Chicago because you get two teams in that city. That's right. Yeah, you got good food. You got yeah, good sneaker culture. Yeah, you know what I mean. Chicago. Yeah. All right. I Chicago. That's hey, that's solid. That's solid. So what? What's your pregame go-to meal? Oh my gosh! So I am a stream. You know me. I'm an extreme creature of habit. Oh. So like the last three years, two years in Seattle. Like the food has been a little off. Like they they eat a little differently from what I eat. Like, like you know what I'm saying. Like LA, yeah, man. Miami was home. Miami was home. Right. I was eating, like I had a routine at home, and so like, let's just say in Miami because it's hard for me to get my routine established in Seattle. I don't know why, but pizza and French fries, or fried chicken wings and French fries. That's it. Like, there you go. Keep and a, keep some fast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, and a Dr. Pepper. There you go, Dr. Pepper. That's it. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. 
<laughs> nice. Okay, two more questions, man. Right now, on D Gordon's iPhone, what song? What's what's your go-to song right now that you're bumping? My go-to song right now is "Money Forever" by Lil Baby. It's a little older song, but he slid that. There you go. You guys check it out on iTunes. Make sure you check it out. And last one to hit on the sneaker head that D Gordon is. And I'm going to say this right now. The fact that you don't have your own collab sneaker with Under Armour, we got to get on. We got the spikes. We got the spikes. But it's like we play baseball. I know. Yeah. I play baseball. (laughs) Like ain't nobody like. No disrespect to anyone, but ain't no kid going to the store saying they want a baseball player shoe. It was one baseball player in history that that happened for. Right. Mr. Ken Griffey Jr. The rest of us are not worthy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, ain't no kid going, let me go get anybody's shoe to wear to school. No, you're going to wear it to the baseball field, to the cage, get them full of dirt, and that's it. But you got, you know, up there in Seattle, you guys got sick colorways. So I know, I know yeah. your cleat game is strong. I got um, some, I got some strong, I got some, I got some good colors, boys. So what, what is your favorite sneaker in your closet right now? My favorite sneaker in my closet right now. Quarantine. The flat tire on the <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Hey, easy on and easy off right there. (laughs) Nice, 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 man. Well, we're definitely going to have to get you back on, man. This was great. I think uh, we appreciate your time, man. And, you know, I think the people definitely that are watching live right now on on Facebook and YouTube uh, are appreciating it. They're loving the advice. I think you got a lot a lot to give and I know you're doing good in the community during this time, man. And, uh, you know, for, for this episode, I'm your host, Craig Maddox. been hanging out with my man, D Gordon. Thanks for tuning in to the mad talk podcast on the prospect dugout network. Make sure you subscribe to prospect dugout on Apple podcast and Spotify.